This podcast contains material that may not be suitable for children or those of lesser constitutions. Listener discretion is advised. And now, go f*** yourself. Yeah, it's a little more like a ricochet. Well, it sounds even better with the birds in the background. It sounds mm-hmm. like we just rolled out of the rack at 7 a.m. and started the show. We're actually on the ark right now. <laughs> and those are the birds we saved. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, how goes it, gents? It's going pretty it's going good. good. Pretty, pretty good. We, we do that on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that I do want to... Um, Tell you because I know you you mentioned something on our uh, uh, group messaging about sort of like hey let's try to get people to let it tell us what their response is to this question type of thing yeah um, and we could do that I think we could do that now so, so like this first episode that we're recording right now will go out two weeks from now perfect um, but but I'm saying that for the next recording we'll ask the question and so it'll it'll be like the third like three episodes from now does that so make sense is this about the annoyances yeah i think we could ask it live too so what i i guess this doesn't need to go out on the Facebook. podcast but um, what i was thinking is that we might have nation show nation show is like we'll come up with some like an annoyance and then we'll pick some other annoyances that in that central category mm. and then we can have a show where we we, we we bring forward the nominees and we discuss them, and then the following episode we'll actually come out with the award. So that's it, it would be tight, isn't the in the Oscars? Uh, that's what I'm sort of thinking. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I like yeah. it. Yeah, I like it. I like so too. maybe we'll just post we'll post the question on Facebook, mm-hmm. and then people the people respond. Maybe Get we'll post ideas. it on Twitter as well, and then we'll collect them if we can. Yeah, and please put put something out there like like. Uh, Prime the pump a little. Like, say, we were looking for just general minor annoyances. Mm-hmm. and um, You mean but, like the boiler room underneath the <laughs> studios here? Yeah, that's a little specific. <laughs> Got to have something a little more universal. Like, so, you know, bad bad uh, traffic behaviors. Like people that don't change, use their turn signals or they follow right. you too close or that sort of thing. But just yeah. little stuff that's not super important, like our presidency <laughs> or anything. But, people who bring like, way too many coupons to the checkout line and they can't use maybe but half of them or maybe no quarter of them. It's like, oh, those are expired or we don't... That is an annoyance of mine, for sure. Okay, they, so that, And they're sitting there and they're doing it. We need to line. come up with a category for that, which would yeah. be what? It would be... It could be grocery store, store annoyances. annoyances. Yeah, yeah. There, uh, there's many. There's okay. many there. Money? Many. Well, there's many involved in it, but there's many. Less money if you're using a coupon. I'd say people who, who don't pay attention to the flow of an aisle... Mm-hmm. And they've got carts, and yeah, they can, they're they're not that far from one another, and they can see that they're both on the opposite sides of the aisle, and they're blocking the fucking lane. Or they or they don't move. Yeah, they're just sitting there looking at a you know can of uh, uh, what's they called the uh, uh, infamil spaghetti sauce prego 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 prego. She means fucking hurry up. Yeah. <laughs> just get the fuck out of the way. Prego, prego. And then if you want to get to something on the other end, you got to go around because you don't want to get, you want to be rude. You want to say, you know, could you move or excuse me, which I've done sometimes. When I've been yeah, like yeah absolutely have to do it sometimes, but the problem is you shouldn't have to yeah. do it anytime. And so I go all the way around to see what I wanted to see anyway. Yeah, so we'll I post, can definitely see this. Yeah, yeah, so we'll post the question on Facebook um, and uh, hopefully we'll, and we'll get our uh, listener slash S to respond. And uh, hey, Edgar, we're counting on you. So um, cool. What else is going on in the world today? Well, uh, you know, it is a new year. Oh yeah. And we we have passed that precipice. Yep. Yeah. Uh, just like the episode uh, uh, that came out on January sixth, right. we talked about the new year. <laughs> well, if we talk about the new year, I'm more interested in the the the. Yeah, this government shutdown that's that's going on now uh, continues to go on. It probably will go on and by the time, the time this airs. Yeah, yeah. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be shocked at all. Uh, and you know, they're screwed. He's kind of screwed up this whole thing. He screwed the pooch on it. They, they don't have a way out. 
because he's if you're such a great negotiator, why are you painting yourself into one corner where you can't possibly escape? Oh, and you've also already verbally in public said that you're going to own it. Right. It's probably the dumbest thing that he's done, and he's done a lot of dumb shit. So, you know, I, I hope it gets resolved. You know, our national parks are suffering for it. Uh, the people who are uh, the quarter of the federal government that's not working, they're, you know, suffering for it. But no, no, but sorry, Trump said, you know, they're going to go, that the, uh, 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 like a landlord is going to go nice and easy on them. And when I was envisioning, it was like nice and easy, you know, from the back. On people, they're still going to get it one way or the other, rough or nice and easy. It starts nice and easy, right? That's all he's promising. It's <laughs> like it could get worse, but they're not going to go full bore right uh, away. They're, you know, they're going to ring the lube. That's kind of what it comes down <laughs> to. <laughs> and, not, and not charge you for it. Yeah, <laughs> of course not. No, he's on not. the house. <laughs> Enjoy it. Well, basically, he's just—he's throwing a major tantrum, and other people are suffering for it. Exactly. Yeah. It's basically it's the wall, or you well, know, or and now, like we discussed before, I think we discussed this previously. There's no adults in the room, as they say. There's nobody left. You got the Stephen Millers and the McMulvaneys and those kind of guys. You just, you know, do whatever. You know, they just do whatever he says. It's all this palace in, uh, intrigue stuff that is now fully taken over in the White House. So it's kind of a joke. But at least there is the. The changing the guard, and then we got Pelosi back. Some uh, people don't like that. I, I don't have a problem with it per se. I think she's done a pretty good job. Uh, it's got to be somebody, and whoever yeah. it is, the other side's not going to like them one bit. Yeah. So, well, and, and there, there was recently here just a, a little bit ago the the video of uh, Ocasio Cortez and her dancing, and they tried to to dance shame her or something, and it. I knew that would backfire. I, the second I saw it, and it was like the very first day, it was like, "That's going to backfire because she's so adorable." And as she was, it was in 2010. She was a, like a senior in high school or something. Like, who cares? <laughs> no, nobody cares about that anymore at all. Now, if this is 1988, that'd be a different kind of story. But that's what the Republican Party is. They're back in 1988, and they're on their their last gasp. And if you look at the the, the the number of uh, they just looked at the the diversity in the Democratic Party they've done a lot of stupid things but the things they have done well is attract people of color and people you know uh, uh, females and so that, that that definitely bodes well for 2020 a lot better than it did before I, I think I heard something like 100 of the 435 um, in the house are new mm-hmm. and how that could potentially how that can only be positive. It is, and that's the thing. They, you don't hear them talking about how it was a, a great election for them anymore. I mean, they, they picked up, the the, the the Democrats picked up 40 seats, which is a heck of a lot on any cycle. Uh, so, yeah, they, they managed to do pretty well in the Senate, but, the, but really, even there, they're they're not solid 100%, and they've got this, this, this jackass who's in the office there Again, it almost makes it. You know, sometimes it does that. It just makes me think that he is secretly a Democrat, and he's trying to screw over the Republican Party for the next forty years. Well, so as far as uh, Ocasio Cortez, the Republican Party. Okay, if you're trying to shame her about something, you've your president that you elected has much greater scandals on his record. <laughs> and so you you basically you, you blew your wad, so to speak, yeah. <laughs> on on forgiveness for sort of reprehensible behavior. So now you can't come back and attack Democratic hope, you know hopefuls or candidates or people that are in office for stuff that they did. Like right. you just you lost you lost all credibility. So you can't do that. No, so, and, and yeah, they kind of blew that one, didn't they? They, yeah. they really did. And and you look at the what's the other R- Rashida Tlaib? I can't, I don't know how to pronounce. I don't know how to pronounce it either. Yeah, but uh, she did say, you know, impeach the motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, I don't have any problem. I think most people really don't have a problem with that. I think with all the outrage you hear you hear about are people who don't understand that nobody's going to re- really remember that in a couple months or even in a couple weeks. It's not going to be a big deal. Well, except I see there's they're printing up hats that say that now, and T-shirts. That's fine. Um, basically, it's a. I think it's just an acronym though. Um, ITMFN impeach the motherfucker now. No, well, I don't know if it, it's it's just that or if it's the whole hat because I my little Facebook uh, 
profile pic, it does have the full quote. <laughs> oh, ITMFA. Yeah. Which, again, I, I know... some motherfucker already. Compared to the step... Again, you're talking about what he's done. Compared to the step that he said that's already out there for people to, to, to see and know, <clears throat> it's pretty tame. Pretty tame. Yeah, so. I just... You know, there, I saw something on uh, maybe YouTube the other day about just all the times that he has claimed that he is... Nobody knows more about X oh, subject yeah. than he yeah. does. I had to shut it off. Because <laughs> I just can't... I mean... No person that has in-depth knowledge says stuff like that. No. Well, so that you don't have in-depth knowledge, that proves to me saying those things. that You, you don't know shit. Yeah. When was the last time you, you were on YouTube? On YouTube? Yeah. Mm, maybe two days ago. Okay. You? Uh, well, this morning for okay. Jackson. Did you, do you see the whole uh, ad from Trump about text border to 88022? No, that didn't show up in mine. All right, and then there's always there, you know, like there's an ad that plays, <laughs> plays before the video. It's of him saying, "I would like, you know, if you hadn't, ad- if you haven't added your name to the list, my list of supporters yet, please, you know, do so now." Actually, it never says please. It's like do so now, so that I know who's behind me, type of thing. I've never seen one Trump Trump ad on anything that pops up for me. I've so, seen a lot of porn ads, like right now, and you know, <laughs> like right now, there's uh, so I've got YouTube up, and it does it does say the text. Border to eight eight zero two two and vote to secure the border, um, and you know, and I click on them. Go, why am I seeing this ad? It's like, oh, it's part of your personalization. <laughs> going, what, exactly. What what videos have I been watching to well, gar- to garner this ad? I think more of what it is for for you is you try to cover where, where, wherever you speak your mind, you cover it up and try to hide it, but. You look like an undecided voter, probably to people. Probably, and so, <laughs> that's probably what it well, is. We're like, well, this motherfucker. Or uh, here's what's weird, and I, and I, uh, I tweeted it's, about this, and, and, and you say it's a slightly Latin sounding name. So they think, well, is he Cuban? <laughs> you know, maybe he's Cuban. He might be conservative. We so might I, be able to get him. With so this. I turned off the personalized personalized ads, and it still pops up. But I'm thinking that it was because I was watching, like I, I was, I couldn't sleep the other night, and I binge watched, and I'm not sure why, but I went down a rabbit hole. Of just watching active, you know, how to survive an active shooting mm. type of thing, and there's like ma- there are many videos out there, you know, and they kind of kind of tell you, you know, what is it basically like, uh, run, hide, or fight. Really? So basically, like you fight every time. I, I would have done none of those three things. <laughs> and that's the thing. Yeah. It's like, you know, and the purpose of the videos are supposed to like, okay, if you if you have this in your head, then at least, you know, it's just like preparations, like having your, you know, having a nuclear bunker. For when the nuclear nuclear <laughs> explosion, you know, <laughs> nuclear war happens, it's like okay, just you know, if you if you wa- watch this video, it's a training video, um, so that you you have it in your you have it in your head, type of thing. But I was talking to somebody uh, the other day. They're like, you, you're, first of all, you're not going to remember that. No, you know what's what's going to happen is what's instinctive, right? You know, you you're it's basically just two things: it's fight or flight, right? But, much. but, the, but so. the third, but the third thing is or free, you sit there in power. First thing is get it's involved. <laughs> it's like pick up something, start start whacking away. At well, that see, that's the fight thing. So I would totally agree. If someone's coming at us, I'm not just going to sit there and be an easy target. I'm going to try to zig and zag. I'm going to come up with an uppercut. Try and get on their good side. Can, so you're going to be able to dodge bullets. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Matrix zigzagging bullet yeah. time. Uh, but still, it is more difficult to hit a moving target than a stationary target. So oh, for sure. As long as you're doing something. But if you know you're cornered, hell yeah, I'm not going to sit there. And you know, I've 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 seen. I think everyone is probably a curiosi- uh, in, in a curiosity mode. Looked at the those the ISIS videos or those those types of videos, and I, I can't I can't see myself just like blithely walking into being executed. I've heard probably I would at least have some very snarky things to say to them at the very least before they come. I mean, I know I'm I'm going out. I'm not going out like that. Well, they have tactics to combat that. What, drugs? No, they'll, like, first of all, you don't know that you're going to get killed. That's that's one of the things. And the other thing is they go through a lot of mock, they run through this procedure a couple, three, four times without killing you. Yeah. And then, then they do it. But so, it still seems like more opportunity to practice your craft. Well, so, you, can, <laughs> you can come back with some pretty yeah. good stuff. I'm going to learn Arabic uh, uh, insults just for the purpose oh, of... Yeah. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. That's profiling. My bad. 
Americans could be terrorists too. I apologize. Uh, quite a lot of white American terrorists are out there. But it, it's for, you're talking about ISIS, and you're talking about that, and it doesn't matter what language you speak. I, I do agree. If you're going to go there, probably a good idea to learn the insults and to learn the most, you know, the most, you know, ones that really get them. Yeah. Things and then you practice them, and, and each time they, they practice with you, you just do it in different uh, octaves. <laughs> like, oh, Basically, just so you know. So the phrase I want to learn is, "You are a bad person. Yeah. You are a bad person. You're a bad man." <laughs> that's the, 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 that's insult, the worst insult. We call him a woman. That's Ooh, very insulting to them. I wouldn't. Mind, I, I would definitely do that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, I would die a horrifying, you know, t- painful death. But they probably wouldn't be willing to put that on the internet I'm guessing they're like shit <laughs> it would have been good he was white he was pasty white <laughs> he couldn't do it because he came at us editing man <laughs> editing <laughs> don't don't forget the power of editing indeed uh, I'm sorry I hijacked that conversation about Trump but that was a nice a nice hijack yeah. uh, reference there yeah so uh, but but continue I think I you had a point to that what? you were making <laughs> on what subject again <laughs> I, we always have a point to be made no, I do. I do think that the the diversity uh, that's coming into the Congress this year, and eventually we'll get there with the, you know, the Senate too. Uh, and I think twenty twenty is is. I was a little worried about that at first, but I think people are they're already tired of Trump, but now he's being more and more exposed because the stuff he does is so damn stupid. Because uh, they don't have anybody in there to to sort of shield him from making those decisions. And if if you're if you're bench. Has Mick Mulvaney, Sarah Sanders, and Stephen Miller? Uh, that's that's not very deep bench. <laughs> Let's just say that. So things are are, are, are going to be better, and I think they're going to at least there's a way of having some checks and balances on them now, which well, is, which is a good thing. And hopefully by the time this episode airs, the government is back up because they will have found a solution that's equitable that's equitable for everybody. Right. Uh, but you know, we'll never know. <laughs> well, <laughs> we in this moment will never know. We in this moment will never know. <laughs> this on this podcast. Uh, after the break, we will dive into the ever-evolving manner by which we consume entertainment, um, how production companies are p- providing entertainment, and possible effects, both positive and otherwise. We'll be right back. No, Mac was you were the one who, who wanted to talk about this uh, this topic that we're going to be discussing at the, uh, right now. But uh, but I did see Bandersnatch mm-hmm. recently, and it is being touted just because of its interactive um, element, where it's kind of a choose your own adventure. For those of, for those of you who know who remember what that is, it's certain you know you get choices. If and it was a book, it was in book form before. And you read a story, and then you come to a choice. And so, depending on your cho- your choice, you jump to the page, the appropriate page, um, and the story continues uh, in you know multiple ways. Or it makes you go back to the fucking beginning. Or it makes you go back to the beginning. Or and, here's one thing I noticed in one of the those that I had when I was young was that if you like read through it all the way through and you saw the outcome that was like seemed like the best outcome. I could never go back and find out what page led you to that. <laughs> right. So it was like it was kind of a fuck you. Yeah, I, I, I hated it also when you know, like I go to the first after the first choice, I die. Yeah, or something. Exactly. It's like son of a bitch. Yeah. But anyway, so Bandersnatch, this from uh, that was released by Netflix, is a choose your own adventure style uh, type of thing, and it's pretty. It is being touted as as pretty innovative right now. Yeah, and I think if you, you look at it, and if you did see the thing that I like about it the best is that it it really does attract the Gen Xers. It gets a little homage. I guess because I don't think that was a boomer thing. I don't think they had that back in the sixties and fifties. What I uh, the chief choose your own adventures. No. I remember reading those in the eighties, yeah. kind of when that came out. Like same, yeah, yeah. And so, and so I think that's a, it's a fantastic premise, and I think it's something that always people think about. Well, what if you make a different choice? How would the story end up, or what might happen? And you know, the thing that I like about that idea is that yeah, we all do have. The, Choices that we make, and it'd be wouldn't it be great to see what would happen if you did? Now, obviously, stupid choices are one thing, and you know, but that's the thing. Like with the the Bandersnatch uh, thing, is that it does without giving away too much. It it, it will quickly send you back to the beginning <laughs> if you make the wrong choice, which I really like that. 
Yeah. And I purposely keep making the wrong choices. That's why I'm here doing this. But, you know, I, I think it's it's fun to play with that because it plays on either, okay, well, you don't want to do the right thing. People will sort of probably fall by a pretty linear right. end to it. They may not even know. And then you hear from somebody else, like, yeah, I picked this other choice. And, and it starts even with just a little bit of it. I think the, one of the first choices is, is, is at the very beginning. It's just back picking your cereal. S- box of cereal. The box of cereal. And hopefully, AG, by the time this episode airs, you will have watched <laughs> Bandersnatch. <laughs> but the thing about Bandersnatch, though, is that I don't think it, this movie would have worked if we didn't have today's technology Absolutely. in terms of entertainment. Absolutely. Which is actually the, the topic that we want to... Well, so what would? Why couldn't you do this with like a DVD? Um, Skip to this chapter when you make this choice. Well, I think you just said it right there. A DVD. (laughs) I mean, nobody uses DVDs anymore. But we're talking about use of technology. I think if uh, when you watch when you watch it, you will understand when I say that. I think you you'd be able to kind of like inadvertently preview what the other choices are if you were to select the chapter on a DVD. Oh, that's true. You know, yeah, what I mean? because if it says yeah. select, go to yeah. chapter seven. Well, you go to the chapter feature on DVD, and you see these thumbnails. Well, you just of, fast of each forward chapter. to that. You just hit the chap- chapter advance or punch in the number. Understood. That just it's seems not, like not very fun. It's not. It's not. I'm not saying impossible. it's not fun. I'm saying yeah. it's that, yeah. that, that's a way. This has been done. There's video. There's board games that you right. can use DVDs or VCRs. Yeah. So yeah. it's just no. it's not as convenient, but it's. But I think, exactly, but I, um, I think what today's technology does allow is for it to be as seamless as possible. Right. That's That part is, right. that could be true. Yeah. And I think what they're able to do is they're, is they're putting money into it. So I think if you put some weird, obscure DVD, you know, hey, choose your own adventure or it's part of a board game. I mean, look at the quality of the, of the production value. Probably not going to be very high. The production value and what I saw in Bandersnatch, extremely professional, very, very good stuff, and it, it looked real. It didn't look like it was a video game. And that's the thing. At the same time, people scary at the same time to think about it is that people who are already used to living in this type of a reality, who don't go out, who don't go and interact with people, can now, they could just have... A person be an actor. This is I'm sure this has already been thought of because there's lots of smart people, more smart people than I am. Smarter people, anyway. You know they're, I mean. they're more they're more smarter and they're more of them. <laughs> that worked out perfectly. That entire <laughs> sentence right there. Who have thought of just creating a life for somebody and just all you gotta do is just film them. And it, it's so cheap that you can it, if you're gonna record you know four or five, six, ten different scenes of certain choices that you think you might want to uh, be a part of. It's not difficult, and it's not expensive. You don't have to spend three hundred million dollars on something that could probably you could probably spend five to twenty million dollars, sort of depending on the story, and probably rake in at least three hundred million on something like it on just sale. And then you just there's somebody else, and so there's somebody else who you're just following along with your Oculus Rift or whatever the fuck this shit is nowadays. Your virtual reality stuff that people will be a part of, but for people who aren't quite on that level. To me, I found it a lot of fun because I was I was re- definitely reminded of the Choose Your Own Adventure Books. portion of it, and yeah. I, was just, I was just having fun with them uh, to making the, this character do things, and they even sort of reference it within it, which is kind of funny too. Why don't you tell me more about it, please? <laughs> Get really specific. <laughs> no, I but can't because it might be a happy ending. But maybe this is for a different discussion. But I think it also, of course, kind of talks about the whole. Multi- it kind of lends itself. To discussing about the multiverse, I almost said that I didn't want to say it, but yeah, yes, so. this is treading into Hoovian territory. It's very so. Yes. Watch your step. <laughs> no, but here's here's what's um, our uh, butterfly effect. I think it would yeah. be it would be very it would be Mac. It would be very interesting, definitely, to try to do something what you that what you were proposing. Yeah. Like if you decided, okay, this this one day, and you and actually we have technology for this now too. You do a live stream, okay? Mm-hmm. You get people to get people and you look at the chat and you go okay now I'm going to walk out of my house you know even hey, better idea now so and as soon as I walk out of my house do I turn left or do I turn right what do you guys think and then you right. see the and then I don't know some sort of voting button or whatever yeah um, it's just like a video game it's like the game or uh, not Game of Thrones the uh, uh the, the the one of the steel cars the uh, GTA 
Grand yeah. Theft Auto. Grand Theft Auto, that's why I was thinking Game of Thrones. But so it's the same kind of thing. You, you go and you do different things. Now, you have to put parameters, obviously, on it. You, know, you can't go kill anybody or run anybody or over. You, or, or you can't, you can't, you can't kill, yourself. You can kill yourself. Yeah. Don't get me killed, people. Right, right. But, and it would probably have to be contained to a certain area unless you broke through with enough star points or whatever, and then you go to another area. I mean, you, you it could. Sounds like it's like a live Zelda. video game, basically. What'd but, you say? But here's the thing: when you give the internet the power to make choices, this is how you get Coast Guard cutters called Bodie McBoatface, right? <laughs> so people out there are going to do whatever is like is the most absurd thing. They're going to make the most absurd choice for whatever you do. I I definitely would. So yeah. Well, no, I mean, yes, you're right, but but I think. Um, I don't know. It, it could be. I mean, I could see. I could see somebody like Logan fucking Paul doing this yeah. if it hadn't already. Honestly, yeah. you know, like okay, now should I slap this woman or should I slap that man? Type of thing, right? You know? And as and as long as it's the you know, the the idea that he gets killed at the end of it, I'm fine with be, it. Yeah, I'll, I'll be. I'm totally good. Very that. very. Down and for that. maybe that's a new death uh, penalty in the you know the U.S. is that you send someone out to the hood, and he was like, you got to. You could either get. Electrocuted. This, or you go out to the hood, and <laughs> you get jacked up. This, this actually sounds like a Black Mirror episode. Now <laughs> that that we are delving into that a little bit. Our whole episode is a Black Mirror episode. <laughs> no, because I think there. I think maybe, maybe Black Mirror already did that. Maybe. Yeah, White Mirror. Sort episode. of. Sort of. It wasn't like she had any choice in it. Though she was kind of for. They just guided along a certain pathway oh, to where she kept, okay. and then they would erase her memory and keep doing it over and over and over again. Which is great, by the way. I think it's even better than the, than, than, the, than the, the death penalty, and it gives you a TV show. But I think that's kind of where we're going. This like it's like it is is TV the TV show is that going away? I think I think it is. I think. Well, uh, what do you mean the TV in it like an actual TV? Yeah, like or something this? like the network puts out, and you yeah. have Nielsen ratings, and they have all this bullshit stuff. Or so, and you have a TV star, or you have a movie star. I think you can see by what Netflix has done with the the Bird Box movie with Sandra Bullock. She's not suffering, and she's not suffering. An actor is trying to get back to the top. She's always sort of been considered uh, to be in that A list yeah. range. Yeah. Uh, Julia Roberts, and and even in the movie with Sandra Bullock, he had John Malkovich, mm-hmm. who is a very well, a very vil, vil respected mm-hmm. actor. Uh, you got uh, Julia Roberts in that uh, the movie, the or not movie, the uh, series, the Homecoming. I think we were talking earlier about Krasinski is in the uh, the Quiet Place. So you've got all these things coming out. It's their ideas. I think a lot of the times they're the executive producer. They're not the director, but they're the executive producer. This the the creative force behind some of this stuff, right? And so they're just sort of like playing with it. But it's been very because it doesn't. If you look at most of the movies, they're not. They don't, they don't look like they cost a lot of money to make. Right, and they're making a shit ton of money. But and and they, as the producer, executive producer, or whatever, uh, are purposefully deciding to use that platform. They're deciding yep. to use Netflix. They're deciding or to Amazon use Hulu or yeah. Amazon or Amazon Amazon Video. That's what they're releasing that work their work instead of. On TV or in or the, in the in movie movies. theater, right? Um, and you still have to worry about ticket that, sales, and that has shifted. Honestly, I mean, if you think about, first of all, when Netflix in particular came out, you know, it was all DVD based. I think you know, and, yeah, and it was, was kind of like Redbox, kind of, and it was very, it was, it was established um, movies that already ran. You know what I mean? And you're just, you're just trying to catch up, or you want to watch it again, whatever. And then at some point, it shifted to now we're making original content. You know, and I'm not sure whether they were the first one that did that, or maybe it was Hulu that first did original content. But but the the point is now there is that platform, and, and I think it speaks to what you were talking about earlier, Mac, in terms of how 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 will entertainment change? Right. You know, is it being driven by the Sandra Bullocks and the and the Julia Robertses and whoever that are putting their specific content in the Netflix platform so that it's viewable on your laptop on your iPad or, or mach- whatever machine versus going out to the movie theaters or is it because our we as the consumers our um, you know the way by which we consume entertainment has changed that's leading these producers to now saying well I'm not going to release in the theater because I have better I will have better viewership if I release this on Netflix well and then and then really even turning it I, I think that it's possible that the Game of Thrones might be the last series where we have like that 
cliffhanger thing. Right. Till next season. You're going to wait till next season because there's the cliffhanger. I mean, no, well, you can still, you can still be, do. You're going to still do cliffhangers, but what you're not going to see is somebody releasing something one episode per week. That's kind of more what I was going for. It's like, because you can have many cliffhangers even within a season. Because and then that's that's why people are trying to steal stuff, trying to stream stuff, and spoilers and all that kind of crap like that. So you're gonna, you're gonna because now most of these series, like I think the Stranger Things or Stranger, as I was it called Stranger Things, Stranger Things, yeah. They throw out the entire series right out there, like the Man in the High Castle. They threw the whole series out there, so you can watch it at your own pace. You On your own, have to worry yep, about yep, it. Yep, yep. Except, waiting until the next week. Except. People are probably still not watching a series, be it six episodes or ten. They're not watching them straight through. So it's okay to end each show on a cliffhanger. Okay, I see what you're right? saying. Because yeah, there's yeah. a show on. Because there's so many choices, too. You can go back to it. Well, you can go back to it, but it's just like you're going to. Maybe you might watch two or three, but you're not going to sit down and watch ten. Right. That's just too big of a block of time. But, like, there's a, there's a show on Netflix called Bodyguard. Mm-hmm. And that's by the Game of Thrones actor, right? It's yes, it's got. It's got oh yeah, uh, it was the King of the North. What's his name? Yeah, it's it's him. It's Richard yeah. Richard Madden's yeah, his name. There we go. But <laughs> he's he was, the King of the he North. was Rob Stark. <laughs> there we go. I was trying to figure out what the title. <laughs> but every show kind of does. Every episode does end on a little bit of a cliffhanger. So but, it but, does string you along, and it's it's a good show. Yeah, um, but. The cliffhanger is not going away, but it is more of like we're not gonna like this Game of Thrones. You could be right on that. This could be the last big world event where you're, there's going to be a week between each episode for you to sort of digest it and anticipate yeah. the next one. Whereas a lot of the content that's coming out now, it does sort of come all at once. Although HBO is good about that sort of thing, so if you have a premium cable service, right. They do make you wait that week because they can build a lot of anticipation. Whereas but then Netflix, you can stream it online if you're pirate. If you were to but you have to wait. This, you still yeah. have to wait. So it would be interesting to find out the data behind what you were just talking about earlier. I mean, is first of all, I'm sure there's a way that these platforms are tracking our, you know, oh, hell our yeah. every freaking they're definitely tracking it. Yeah. So they 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 know. Okay, now this user watches a, a seat, the entire season in one sitting. You know, and it's on a Saturday. Maybe this user's on a day off, and that's what they decide to do to use their day off for. But this user, you know, waits until, you know, or like, but like you were saying, Mac maybe jumps to a different different uh, show, watches an episode there, and then they then they come back show, and then uh, watch yeah. another episode, and then they come come back to their first show. You know, and that that would be a very interesting data for sure, um, because then that again, I think like if I were a, a content producer. Or, or Netflix or Hulu Plus saying, okay, now we're going to change things. You know, now we're going to change things. Now you're not, we're not going to drop an entire season now. Now we're just going to do it episode by episode because maybe there's a, there's a control feature there, whether it brings in more advertising dollars or whatever the case may be. They could control the way, even though like right now it's kind of a free-for-all because there's, like we were saying, uh, AG about HBO uh, streaming, you could, you could just do one episode at a time or they release one episode at a time. Right. But then there's, you know, Netflix shows, original content, where they drop the entire season all at once. And then it's up to you whether you want to binge watch or not. Yeah, and it could be that that dropping the whole season is, for like Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, that is like their value add. This is like, here, we're going to give it to you once. But it could be that they dial that back eventually and say, hey, we are going to drop one of these one a week. Well, and because and most of those shows really do, you know, like even Game of Thrones, I didn't watch it for the first probably two or three years. Yeah, same. Just because I thought, well, it's it's popular. It's probably not, it's probably wasn't the best idea. It actually ended up being extremely good as I watched mm-hmm. it through. But I think what they do, like you say, if you know, if you already have in mind, okay, this series is popular, you drop it. All right, let's say, no, wait, hold on, break that. You think the series might be popular, you drop it, it ends up being very popular, and then you remove the, uh, and then you remove that, and then you go to the once every week kind of thing. If that works, I can see it being a hybrid kind of thing. But oh, that's what you're just saying. Like you're right. It's like uh, you sort of I just want to get a pilot get season audience. first, right? I get the audience. I'm going to grab this audience, right? And, and then you work it in, and then right. you know, and then it might piss off people, but if they if they liked it enough, if I they're think, loyal to it. They're loyal to it. I think a, a series like that I keep coming always back to is like I would have done that for. Uh, 
uh, Firefly was a really good example. That entire first season was gold to me as a sci-fi fan. I love that series. I would have been more than happy to wait each week for that show to come out, and they can incorporate it in, you know, more characters, develop more characters as they go along with it. I think that actually, that series today would have worked better. I mean, it's so, it's unfortunate they didn't have the Netflix or the Amazon and all that kind of stuff. Someone would have picked it up. And you see, they are almost like, well, as soon as one, one network will like, okay, we're going to ax this because somebody likes it, someone else will pick it up. Right. And they'll they'll take they'll take it over and then they'll they'll make it their own. But I think where we're we're kind of going with this is that and again we talked about this earlier is that the the end of the network TV show I think is nigh <laughs> it's coming because I think you've got so many uh, households that don't use cable or traditional network TV anymore for their entertainment. Value. But I mean the fact is, uh, as far as broadcast television, it costs you nothing. All it costs you is, like, you have to look at some ads. But the over-the-air <laughs> signal is as great as any cable. I mean, it's absolutely sparklingly crisp. And so I don't think... And the fact that these broadcasting companies sort of have a monopoly on these broadcast... The spectrum of that they can broadcast in. So I don't think that's going away anytime soon. But it could be more of, like, the specialty cable channels and things like that which their audience just dwindles to nothing because you don't need to wait for these shows to come on if you can go to Am- or to Amazon or Netflix and find that same season and watch the whole thing in any order that you want that sort of structured linear programming might go away but um, and, and even like with the over the air broadcast channels a lot of the stations have multiple pro- stations like there's a you know, there's channel two one, channel two 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 three, where they can put out a lot of content uh, using the same spectrum of of frequency. So, I think it boils down to, I think it boils down to the changing landscape of how consumers do uh, consume entertainment. Right. Well, right. So, yeah. so, internet being is now the backbone. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. There used so. to be theaters. That would be the thing is you'd have to send out movies to all the theaters, right? And people would have to go to the theater. Well, it's like now you already have the mech, the vehicle for people to get their content via the internet. So yeah, a lot of things are becoming more at home based. And at home. even the technology part of it. I yeah. mean, you can get TVs that are, I mean, you know, thin or whatever, like huge, you know, 70, 80 inches. And if, if you've got a, a living room that's set up to where that feels like a movie theater, why would you go to the movie theater at that point? I'm not going to go waste time with all that nonsense. Well, I, I have to sneak bottles of wine <laughs> in my coat. Oh, wait. Sorry about that, uh, Regal Cinemas. <laughs> sorry, but, not sorry. sorry but, not no, there, there is something to be said about the communal experience of watching, like, a first run and, and even, like, the first weekend, right. something that's out, to be sort of like you're on the vanguard of a, of a cultural event. And I can see that not you can't really replicate that as well at home, but you get a much more personal experience at home. And the fact is, it is ever is becoming ever closer to your home being a personal theater, movie theater, and right. so that your degree of separation from what you're watching is being reduced all the time. But you know, there is something. It's like you go to a concert. Do you want to go to a concert like? Let's just say Motley Crue. Do you want to be the only person in the audience for a Motley Crue concert? I mean, that would be kind of ridiculous. Yeah, it'd be embarrassing, actually. So, yeah. well, I mean, no. well, there is something to that. I, I do remember. So, the last time I remember being kind of excited going to a movie was during Lord of the Rings. Same. And and that was when you had lines. And you were, I mean, they had like all the three or four different lines, like certain movie times, right? And there was like it was midnight. And it was like twelve ten and twelve. 20 or whatever it happened to be and you were with like hundreds of you know maybe thousands of people you know sort of depending on the size of the theater waiting in line and there's people dressed up I agree some of that's and I actually wish they'd bring that back because I think what they've done now with the the way that you can just like sign up for movies and get a seat and then if well you can't you can't right so you're screwed but the, the whole idea of showing up and sitting in line and waiting for a seat there's something to that 
festival type of an atmosphere. Camaraderie and just people watching and right. whatnot. Yeah, there, I think there are certain exp- uh, entertainment experiences that will that will be that will remain because of all of those things. There's 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 the tactile, there's the environment uh, that's involved versus maybe just the straight up TV show or, or film anymore these days. And especially right. again, especially because of, of right. format. And but the the TV, I think will. So I will agree with Mac. I don't know if it's if nice. it's I don't know if it's too. Are we arguing? Though. No, we're not arguing. But I'm I'm agreeing that that, that maybe the TV format will disappear uh, at some point. But I don't know if it's going to be soon. Soon, and the reason is because I think you know even though TV is basically saying, hey, I'm in uh, I am the TV is in control because I'm going to sit in front of the TV when my show comes on at at a particular time. I'm not in control of when I consume that content. Except but there's still with the DVR. You can pause. Sure, and you can go. You can record it. Come back later. Sure, I mean there's that there's that level of control for sure. But you know, but but again, you still have we still have a lot of baby boomers that are not into into the whole Netflix, Netflix streaming. They're not into that kind of like binge watching everything like that. They will still. I don't know if TV or TV guides still exist, but they will still plan yeah. to. And yeah, maybe they'll DVR the show, but they will still plan to consume it. When the TV show at a certain show time, happened. and right. plus, like a DVR can't fast forward a week. Right. Like if I want to see the next show, right. you still got to wait. I so think it's it, definitely well, generational. I can see that. it's very yeah. generational, and I think as soon as I mean, what, obviously that could shift. Also, you know what I mean. I mean, they, so, they'll start dying as soon as they die. Exactly. They'll start dying, <laughs> but then there's also there's a, maybe a percentage of them that will shift to the whole streaming thing. That will that will shift the way they consume entertainment. No, and I think there's a there's a number of boomers who are like I remember my mom before she died she was a definite boomer she was um, kind of at the forefront of all the social media stuff and very involved in uh, in online platforms I mean this is back in two thousand five two thousand eight she died in two thousand ten but she was always involved in those kind of things and I was always kind of surprised like how are you so how do you know all this because it didn't seem like it was a normal thing because most boomers. Or or older, like nah, it's like it's witchcraft, right? You know, we can't possibly be involved in this. You're not in, interacting with anybody, but she can interact with people of a like mind. Let's go back in those days, uh, you know, across the country, across the world, in a matter of seconds, and you can't do that. So I think the boomers who are holding on to that—that's why I think it's a smaller market than you think. Who are the get off my lawn? You know, can't possibly. Uh, wouldn't be a part of it, and even, even if they could be or w- really wanted to be, they wouldn't be a part of it. So I think that's why you're seeing more of the transition to the next generations, and not necessarily Gen. I think Gen X is being a little bit under. Well, because we're so small, there's not a lot of us compared to the other generations. But we've, we're kind of like that linchpin that sort of guided that process because we're we understand. The boomers and the slowness sides. of it, yeah, the kind of the crazy, crazy stuff that they were doing before, and then we also understand the millennials and and even the Zers to a certain extent, and and the availability of technology and having everything we want like right now. And I see, yeah, and I see TV because I mean, first of all, there's people who fall asleep to the to the TV, you know, so the TV, yeah, you are it being on. No, I don't, I don't fall asleep to TV, but you know, and then of course, when you go to bars, there's TVs that that right. are on. They're showing sports or what, or Prices Right or what, what have you. I see TV like one of the evolutionary steps for the TV for the TV format would be just all reruns because it, it'll just be on the background and it'll just be white noise. You're right. not even paying attention to it. You're just used to it. Well, like podcasts. <laughs> like podcasts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But even, uh, but you know, so that could be, I think that's the first evolutionary step for, yeah. or I guess deep de-evolutionary step for the TV before it dis- fully disappears. Because then, at, at, by then, we will, uh, you know, the, the technology will allow, you know, you know, breaking news content to, you know, Maybe to interrupt the show that you're watching at the time, saying, "Now there's a now Trump has launched launched the missiles. <laughs> <laughs> he finally memorized the code. <laughs> Shit, that type of fuck. thing. Uh, I mean, which 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 already happens in Japan. I mean, there's I mean, the, uh, Japanese people watch live TV on their phones. They don't need to have a TV at home, but they right. still have some of those from you know if they're watching a movie or Netflix. Well, and, and and that's kind of where I am. I don't really. I watch. I, I can stream CNN or MSNBC or even Fox News. I'm feeling in a, a funny mood, 
and, and sort of watch it for a minute to see what the differences are. Or sports, you can they get the Pac-12 or the regional stuff, the Pac-12 network. You can watch college football, or you can get online and watch it through ESPN if they're showing it. Usually, they're showing it this time of year, a football game or a baseball game or something like that. I don't think that's necessarily a uh, American thing or non-American thing, but I think I think what it is is we're getting into more of now. And this is where you were just talking about the you know you know, you know the, P, the TVs that are on the bar. I just thought of a good idea is where if someone is very antisocial, they don't want to be at the bar, they don't want to go, and you know maybe they're they've got um, you know, problems with germs or you know the what you point at me passing. Maybe they have IBS or <laughs> maybe they have that. And so what you can do is you can have you can have the the sports going on, but then in the middle before the next screen is you've got people who are different screens sitting from home sitting at a bar from home <laughs> watching the game and they're interacting without interacting they're not really interacting but they are kind of at the that's, same time that's kind of a and if someone wants to talk to someone who, who's sitting at the bar they're like okay there's a street in front of me I'm going to so, talk to so and so for a minute so do, so you consider that scenario positive or yes. a negative I think it's positive because I think a lot of the people wouldn't interact otherwise so introverts will, will have a good time. Absolutely. People who have phobias, people who have other issues, people who have, you know, I, was, I was showing with you last night, uh, deformities. I was sending you pictures of deformities uh, <laughs> who, who can't go anywhere, who can interact. And you wouldn't be able to interact otherwise, right? You're not going to go interact with internet trolls. If you're sitting at people at a bar, you're drinking just like they are, you're watching the game. It's the same thing. One of the things, well, first of all, AG. Isn't this what Twitter streams are? <laughs> I mean... But you can't... I don't know. I think... It, I think. I think for like everything that's on the air, somewhere there's like a live chat of people talking about that very show, right? Yeah. Isn't there? But yeah. why would you have a live chat when you can just push... Say, I'm just getting saying, sort of sitting at the bar. You know how they have the Kino games or they have some other bullshit thing that you got to interact with. Instead of that, just put screens where people are watching the same stuff. And you can say, hey, I want to go to Moomoo's for, you know, uh, to drink tonight. But you don't really go to Moomoo's. And and um, Amato is probably going to go to Moomoo's. And he sees people, you know, who look pretty, you know, they look kind of weird because they're not going to go outside much. We're just like, okay, I want to talk with that person for just a few minutes and, instead. Say, hey, you know, how are how, how are the blues doing? <laughs> they suck. Like They, you know, they, they do suck. suck. Yeah, this season. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash innocuousbastards. Find us on Twitter as at innocbastards. Or follow our blog at innocuousbastards.wordpress.com. Email us at innocuous.bastards at gmail.com. I'm just saying it provides more of an outlet. I think that's I think that's the difference between the generations. Again, going back, is that the newer generations are used to in, in uh, to being indoors, involved in some type of an activity that doesn't include other people, unless it's like vo- virtual. Yeah. Well, and, and I'm sorry, AG. That scenario. Do you have anything against this whole thing, or, or well, do you I just think, don't do you know still that it doesn't already exist. I mean. If, again, if you have something on your phone, are you talking about like having like a, a like virtual a virtual presence at some sort of bar? Is yeah. that what you're saying? Except it's you and but you're it, on your and it's uh, your webcam. bar, right? It's not just any bar; it's a particular bar. Yeah, it could be a neighborhood bar, but so, you're like, yeah, I don't really want to go. And, and, and even if you're not an introvert, say you sprained your ankle or you're feeling sick, and you still want to go hang out with the buddies down there at the neighborhood bar. You just well, you can log kind of, in. So they this, kind of do that right now with FaceTime. But go ahead. You sorry. need drones. This is what drones are for, right? <laughs> Send your little drone over there, and it comes up the little hologram of your face, and it kind of flies around. And hey, how you doing? How you doing? How you doing? I can see. I can see. Sorry, how te- are you doing? <laughs> Technology will allow us to just project ourselves, project our. Uh, I'm fine with that, by the way. Bars because they just won't really. So I guess the the question I have about that scenario. I mean, I, I get what you're saying. Right. I like. I like what I like about what you said is okay. Well, here's an introvert that who would otherwise not interact with people, but technology is allowing this person to interact with people or in, handicapped, um, or or they may have physical disability. Absolutely, yeah. they're allowed. They're they're being allowed to still have this social interaction, even though it's virtual. Totally understand that. Um, I can see how it could be something that people will use just as an, as an escape. 
you know, like I don't now I no longer want to interact with people, but I've got this. I'm never going to leave my house because I can work from home. I can interact with people virtually in, in you know, in, in neighborhood bar. I can interact with people virtually in, in you know, in, in neighborhood bar. I mean, there's some. Maybe, I mean, there's some positives to that, of course. You know, especially if you, if you, you know, if that's your, if that's what you want to do. But I feel like maybe there's some negatives to that as well. But what are the negatives? Because I think again, if you're looking at it, say you, you're able to pro, to project. And we're getting way into Black Mirror to the future stuff here, but it's not probably not even that far actually. If you just have a a, tra- a transmitter. And an ability to produce a hologram, you could probably have that kind of thing, like an well, avatar. Here's, almost. here's where it'll go: is that that it won't be a physical space. It'll be you'll get you'll get your interaction in a virtual space, and then you you constantly have a virtual presence there. You won't be going to Moomoo's to begin with. It'll just be some other online gathering place. That, right. That's where you're going to send your avatar. Avatar, yeah. And Although it's a streaming thing, so it's not always just, you can't always be there, right? And so there are a lot of people, like for me, I personally wouldn't, there'd be some nights where I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't want to go out. But then most of the times I would rather go to the bar uh, and, and, and exchange and, and do all that kind of stuff. And people who want to hook up, there's also that kind of stuff yeah. too. So you would still have people going to bars. But I think it, I think it would, would bring in other people who would normally not go because of either the physical ability or a, a mental disability, whatever it happens to be. And, you know, I'm not saying that's necessarily a good thing because the, the, the bartender, could, there's the button right there that says 86. That's 80, 86 so-and-so. <laughs> well, I think the the, the, the the other good thing about this is, let's say, you know, when Trump does push the buttons for oh, the, he's and doing it. nuclear warfare. He's doing it. And it fucks up the environment. You can't leave your home. At least technology could potentially allow us to still be interacting with other people. <laughs> well, and also the aliens that are really in charge of everything. Exactly. They're getting used, they're getting used to being in small, confined spaces. <laughs> Spaces. Right, right. So when they turn this planet into an abattoir, yes. there's not going to be a lot of protest. It's just going to be like, oh, okay, we're going to be killed. Okay, yeah. done. I like it. Over. Uh, but yeah, I mean, definitely technology um, is, is both, it's definitely helping. Uh, it's not easy to see where it's hurting us. But uh, but I think overall, I mean, I welcome, I welcome the change. I welcome the change in the way entertainment is pro- provided to us now. The way it's ex- the way we access it. I mean, even podcasts. You know, you you could be walking. You're listening to us right now, Edgar. <laughs> or you could go to the Hollywood Theater and still get that old timey experience. Yeah, but it's your. But the thing is, the, the the I think the bottom line is that it's now it's now a choice. You know, whereas before we we're slaves to TV Guide, we're slaves to when we when we can watch a particular show. And there's 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 still an allure for 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 to, uh, about that for other people. But at least now, I think predominantly people are like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch the show when I want to watch it. You can't, you can't force me to watch that show." Well, uh, there's also the thing about accessibility. I mean, this is probably the greatest thing for me is like iTunes. It's not, you know, it's not just the ability to get any episode of something. But if you go back to the days where, like, I liked going record shopping when I was younger, and it's more like. I'm buying stuff that I can find, but if there was other stuff that was available, I'd also I'd rather be buying that. Now I can get anything I want, like at any time of day in any place on this planet, essentially. So that is and, and for a reasonable price, That's a reasonable price. Although you don't really, yeah. I don't know how much you own this stuff, but you certainly have purchased yourself exclusive access to something, or you just buy a subscription to something and you're basically rent music all the time. But just the ability to go like, oh, I heard about this one artist, boom, and to go find it, and to be able to get it like instantly, that is kind of amazing. And the and the artists and the actors, etc., you know, and the directors, producers, they'll never run out of work. Honestly, no, they won't. They no, won't. They there's won't. more lucrative now than ever. I mean, because yeah, yeah. you can get stuff to ever. You can reach people. so many more people, so you can charge less and still make the same amount of money or more. I guess the only, oh, I'm sorry, the only caveat I, I'm going to say is once. Uh, the uncanny valley has been, um, you know, has been over uh, overcome. Where CGI characters definitely look more, look and act more human than actual uh, humans. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's when actors will start losing their jobs because then you know you could just have a CGI character doing all your. Well, life. and see, that's okay. that's where I draw the line there. Is I think we need <laughs> to not have the C, the whole CGI thing going on, and I know that they've 
they brought I think Forrest Gump might have been one of those places where you first saw that kind of interaction where they were faking yeah. the historical you know, it was clearly it was fake. Okay, let's just be honest. Gump. I know, but Wait, it, it, it was fake? It was totally real <laughs> fake. So if you look at it though, and and, and people who, who who do that type of thing and who have a fake persona out there, I don't think we should have that. I think the holograph is fine and people can have still have plastic surgery, they can do all whatever they want. But whatever the avatar is, it has to be you, not something fake. So then you're dealing with just this is video games at that point. Well, and there's there was that one movie with Bruce Willis. Remember this where um, they actually have like robots or androids actually doing living their lives while they're at home hooked up. Bruce Willis did that. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what what movie it was. So it's uh, he, he played he played a cop. But he was actually like a rundown fat, you know, like, and he's just on his couch. <laughs> and he's basically hooked up. His mind, his brain is hooked up to this android that is that is him, hmm. but a younger version of him. Do you vaguely, know what I'm talking about? I vaguely familiar. I don't see uh, a lot of Bruce Willis movies, <laughs> but, but I've uh, seen some. But anyway, so so that's kind of like, when you were talking about, AJ, when you were talking about that whole, then you your avatar will hang out at at this one at well that's what I'm saying rather than try and retrofit an actual location by using holograms or drones or whatever it's just your new meeting place is going to be online and then that's where you'll have your you'll project your image so well we ought to do that so see that's boring I, I would rather be able to stream a bar and even interact with real people or other see, holo- or like other this holograms this is the Gen Xer and you talking for Gen See, yeah, that's not that important. It's not as important. Surrogates. That's true. That's true. Surrogates. It was called surrogates. So um, I don't, for whatever reason, I don't like that word. <laughs> Surrogate. Just, yeah, I think of like carrying a baby somewhere or whatever. This is the actual f- formation of the word. Is yeah. it's unfortunate. <laughs> uh, well, so anyway, let's kind of like we do need to wrap bring, this, bring this all nice neat bow. Bring this mm, all back. Technology good. But, uh, let's, let's if we were to predict if we were to predict a number of years when TV will die what will that number hmm. of years be we'll start with Mac well and die I mean it's it's all relative because you're still going to have the technology for TV right so you're still going to have people watching maybe whatever happens to be the TV format well or, or more to the point like when is the distinction between TV and movies going to completely go away oh, I think five years I think I think five years for that because you're already seeing the crossover. You would never. It was always kind of like a weird sort of demotion almost for if you're a silver screen star to go to TV. And now it doesn't seem to be much of a problem with that. And the crossover will just go back and forth, and it won't matter. And it shouldn't have mattered. It's kind of stupid when you think about it. Okay, John Krasinski, for instance, was great on The Office, and. You know, he, he's, he's had other movies, but he hasn't been as successful. But he's done good at both, right? Why can't you do good at both? Why does an A-list star have to be afraid of doing uh, a, TV, a, a short TV series uh, that, that could, you know, could become more than that, obviously? But I mean, why was there that weird mental barrier, I think, for a lot of these actors and actresses? Well, some of that, I think, has to do with the amount of content you have to come up with a movie versus a TV show. It's a lot more. It's a bigger commitment for a TV show to yeah. get. I don't know. You know, whatever movie stars are commanding per movie, twenty million dollars now. Yeah. Well, more. to build that into a TV budget is kind of. Mm. But they're doing it in such a high quality, and that you could even I, from the episodes that I've seen, some of the TV series, you could probably make it into a movie very easily. But you can go more in depth. And spend less money on much more interesting stuff than explosions and transformers and all that kind of stuff. Well, there's still going to be a, a market, and I still like explosions and transformers and all that kind of stuff. But I think if you want to make a movie that's interesting and can still be uh, uh, something that you know it will make you money at the same time, I think that's the streaming platform and the releasing it as they do right now, so you can you can binge watch it. Just like a movie, if you really want to, I think that kind of is you know, the way to go. But you're saying within five years? I think within five years, I think you'll see uh, much less people going to the movies and TV, and they're going to continue to do the, the streaming because you're going to have the, the again. We're talking about generational changes. 
people already have the technology. Even in a place as small as the IAB Studios, you could put a projector here and get a pretty good sized screen on that wall over there. And if you didn't want to go, or you could invite friends over and you can watch a movie together. You can have the same experience. Right, but they'll be on I, they'll be on the um, FaceTime though because I don't want them here. <laughs> The avatars. I don't even want you guys here right now. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, AG? When do you think it'll? Oh, I think it's got a ways to go. Yeah, I'm. I'm thinking somewhere in the twenty year range that they'll start being able to figure out. Because right now, you, as far as like a popularity of movie, the basis on that is box office receipts, right? Well, if you can start extract, there's can, can be some sort of a, a new computational method to determine how many eyeballs have seen something then you could feasibly, you know, if you came up with a system to calculate that versus TV versus movies, make that one sort of rating system, then that's, that's kind of what's going to do it, I think. Because, you know, if you what, what the movies and, and, and binging shows, are, how they're different is you pay per view on a movie. You pay that $14 or whatever it is. So once they're able to deliver a movie experience... And still charge that much, or in that ballpark, one's going to probably come down. Movie ticket prices, but TV show prices are going to go up. Yeah, so interesting. They'll, it's like yeah. it's like on uh, downloads of music versus going to a record store and purchasing stuff. Yeah, those have kind of they've kind of merged that that system now. So. Yeah, I think that'll happen with this too. Yeah, I, I I would agree with AG in terms of just the the duration of time that it would take um, for it to completely evolve. Twenty, uh, I, 20 I, years, twenty or thirty years, yeah, yeah, twenty thirty wow. years. Uh, but like, but thing is, but I yeah, think it's going to be dinosaurs. No, but I think it's uh, it's I think it's going to be a slow slow kind of. I guess I keep calling it evolution, but it is going to be a slow change. Um, but bottom line is, it's two against one, and Mackie lost. Good night. <laughs>